Welcome to Coaching with Catherine, the podcast on defining success on your own terms. My name is Catherine Lavenhagen. Every Friday, you will get a new podcast on how to make life mean more and build a life you're proud to live. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Coaching with Catherine. Today, I'm super excited to introduce you to a good friend of mine, Kristen Shader. Kristen and I met through a mutual friend when I was living in Gainesville, Florida. We hit it off immediately and became friends. I can't wait to dive in and talk to Kristen about her soul's path and where it is taking her these days. Hi, Kristen. Welcome to the show. Okay, Kristen. Good to have you here with me. And um, I've been starting all of the interviews with a question. Okay. And the, and the question is, um, how do you define success? Ooh, wow. Okay. Um, hmm. That's a really good question. I think it's funny because I'm like coming up with the answer as I'm answering it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I can, you know, what, what, how do I define success? And I think a huge part of it is living in alignment with integrity Hmm. um, and personal truth. And one of the words that keeps coming up for me in my life right now is soul path. Being in alignment with our soul path, like what we're meant to do and how sometimes it seems like if it's meant to be, things just flow and happen. So maybe success for me is being able to tune in with my like intuition and guide, you know, soul path guide and really honoring that and following what's sacred. Yeah. I love, I love how you just created that. (laughs) And it it felt like so like resonant and um, almost effortless. Like there was a sense of like, you were just easily able to say that. Yeah. And I think it's it's a really good question because success has shifted so much for me in my life Mm. and coming from like how I define success, maybe at 18 um, and at 25 and then now, and what does that look like? Because what I found successful then isn't what I find what success is. It's funny because I think I've reached for those things that I used to think define success that they Mm -hmm. weren't fulfilling so having that shift yeah like an evolution of your your definition that has changed um it's changed for you as you've kind of sought success in certain ways and then realized like actually that doesn't fulfill me right so having like I'm reminded like the day I found out that I was fully licensed as a therapist in Florida and feeling like I would be super excited and fulfilled by that. And then realizing it and saying, well, I feel exactly the same today as I did yesterday. <laughs> so what does that mean? Yeah, you'd worked so hard for so long for that. And then to not really feel like anything had shifted. Yeah. And what do we want to spend our time doing? Or, mm-hmm. or Like, what am I passionate about? What do I want to spend this precious life? Yeah. What was that like for you to, to have worked so hard for something and then get to it and not really feel any different? 
Um, it's funny because there's this part of me that is reminded of like Brene Brown's Ted talk where she talks about having like a, what does she call it? Like a breakdown or like a spiritual mm-hmm. awakening and how she writes it like really small on the screen. And I feel like it wasn't that dramatic, but there was a certain level of what, I don't know, just everything crumbling and mm-hmm. being, well, crap. Like, what do I, why am I doing this? Like, what is important here? So it was, it's hard. Like there's a sadness and a grief that comes with that, but there's also this sense of freedom. This isn't important. Like what is important and what do I want to spend my time and effort seeking? And you made a pretty significant decision after that, like not too long after that yeah. to do something pretty um, brave and courageous. Yeah. What, tell me more about what, what prompted that decision and, and, is what you're talking about. It sounds like that may have contributed to that decision. Yeah. So realizing like having that little breakdown and realizing that everything I'd been working for, for the last, I don't know, five, five and a half years or longer didn't feel fulfilling the way I'd wanted it to. I started asking myself questions like, well, what do I actually want to spend my time doing? Hmm. What's important to me? And I came up with the answer of like, let's just travel when I just want to go. And so I think that was a huge part of really reaching for and accessing my dream of traveling around the world and going for it. Like, well, if there's nothing to lose, I mean, if nothing we do in this life is inherently going to bring meaning over the long term, like what do I actually want to spend my day to day? And so in that moment, that answer was, well, like, let's just travel the world. Like, why not? Like (laughs) what's holding you back from that sort of thing. And so it was this almost terrifying and freeing experience of like, well, shit, like, okay. Like what, what do I want to, what do I want to do? You could do anything. What do you want to do? And so that's, that came kind of why I decided to go on the trip around the world this year and do that. Yeah, you wanted to follow like your desires, it sounds like. Yeah, and more of having a space to really figure out what it is that is important in this mm-hmm. life. But what I thought was important isn't. I mean, it is and it isn't, but mm-hmm. it isn't the same level of meaning or fulfillment or filling that internal void that I, I relate to feeling all the time in what I'm doing. And I think we've had conversations about that before, but it's like, if this thing that I've worked for, for six years, isn't bringing that fulfilling feeling, like, what do I want to put my intention towards? And like, I didn't even know. I was just like, okay, well, since I'm eight, I was 18, I've wanted to travel around the world. Mm-hmm. So like, let's just do it and create the space and see what happens. Yeah. I love how you, um, how you just like trusted, like you didn't understand it really fully, but you just moved forward anyway with it. Like what, what, I guess what gave you that, um, like drive to move forward? Um, I remember thinking (laughs) it was just this awareness that like, well, if nothing really matters, like, what do I want to do? It was almost like when everything falls apart, what's left sort of thing. And I talked to, um, one of our mutual friends, Angela, about it. And I told her that I wanted to do a three-month trip to Europe. 
And everyone else I knew at the time was like, wow, three months, that's so long. Like, wow, you know? And I remember I talked to her and she just looked at me and said, well, why wouldn't you go longer? And my answer to that was, well, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to. And so then I started thinking, well, (laughs) do I really want fear to hold me back from doing anything in this life? Like whether it's take a longer term trip, it's like, what, how do I let what I'm afraid of hold me back? And so Mm. part of the decision to do that was just kind of jumping, like jumping into the unknown of it and saying, well, if the fears is, is what's holding me back, how can I work with that? How can I move through that? And what's on the other side of that? Like, what do I do when something scares me and I walk towards it instead of away from it? Like a shit, it was like a shift for you. It sounds like a pretty big shift. Yeah, this whole year has been like that. It's like, well, if I'm afraid of it, like, okay, is it authentic fear? Like, is there a reason to be afraid here? Or is it just my mind kind of Mm -hmm. reacting to it? And if it's my mind, how can I walk towards it? Yeah, changing your relationship with it, with fear. Like instead of, <clears throat> instead of it being a sign that you need to go in a different direction, really asking yourself, like, is this really in alignment with what I want? And if so, then, you know, how can I move forward, even though I'm yeah. afraid? Yeah. And I think, like, I know I can get pretty reactive even with that. And so reminding myself to be kind and considerate and compassionate towards myself Mm. too so it's like both stepping towards what I'm afraid of and also being gentle because Mm -hmm. I can be like no we're gonna do this like (laughs) we're gonna go and do it and that's not always helpful either because it kind of it's like I can throw myself out of my comfort zone so far that that I'm like I'm naked and I'm standing alone (laughs) this is too uncomfortable for me yeah, like balancing the the self care and then the the part of you that like knows what the future or the vision is of your of your higher self or the self of you that's more evolved and is like pushing you towards yeah. that, but also balancing the part of you that's like terrified and like yeah. what the heck are we doing? The very human little part, you know, that little kid inside that's like, oh Christine, uh, yeah. I didn't sign why, up for this. Why are we in Thailand alone? I'm stranded. <laughs> what, what, I don't think I agreed to this. <laughs> but so you you so good. Yeah, and you traveled for nine months by all by yourself, right? Right. Yes. So I went to 15 countries um, around the world by myself and kind of experienced so many different cultures and different perspectives and met so many Mm. people and challenged myself to be in these uncomfortable situations where I was, you know, in a bunk bed in a dorm room for four months straight in different places. And, you know, challenging that idea that I need my own personal space or I need to have my own bathroom and my own level of cleanliness. Um, and it's helped me to grow so much as a person. And now I'm, you know, I moved to Denver two weeks ago across the U S and before I left on my trip, that was so terrifying. Like I was like, Mm. I could never move somewhere alone. Like I could never do it. Um, and now it is still terrifying. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. Like, it's not, it's not so inconceivable. It's like, well, of course, if if I could travel for nine months around the world alone, then moving to a new city is 
it's a piece of cake. No, it's not, it's not really, but it's, it's easier um, in comparison to that. Yeah. It gave you a, it sounds like a confidence in yourself and like a trust, a trust in yourself too. Yeah. You and can it, handle it. Like I trust in myself and also a trust in the universe. You know, these things that happen, I can manage them and they will be hard at times and different and uncomfortable, but my ability to adapt and like the amazing things that happen when I do, when I step beyond what I am comfortable with, like just time and time again, there've been experiences of connection and gratitude um, and learning that I wouldn't have experienced if I hadn't gone here. Yeah. If you hadn't ventured outside of your comfort zone, you would have missed out on a lot. It sounds like I'm curious, like, how does this play into what you said initially about your soul path? Like that you feel success is living in alignment with your soul path. And there was something you said before that about, I think it was like authentic self or true self. And I was curious, like, how does that also tie into the soul path? Um, so yeah, I guess speak a little bit on, on that. And I think that's, that's a super awesome question because I'm, I think I'm learning that as I go. So having this sense of trust in the universe and trust in, I guess I think that, that we have this journey that we're meant to take and that it can look so many different ways because we're human beings and we have personal choice and I can choose yes. And I can choose no in any situation. Um, do I want to open to it? Do I want to close down? Do I mm-hmm. want to react out of fear or love? Um, so I have this intention to allow my, I guess like spirit or soul to evolve in the way that it's meant to. That is my soul path or this is this journey that uh, in this human form, I think that I'm taking or we're taking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm learning how to love my humanness because I think we are like spirits or souls inside human bodies. And therefore we have this like animalistic human messiness that comes with that. Um, and I think there's something really powerful there where I can learn and grow through loving rawness and the richness and messiness of human self. But it's definitely this journey that I've been on because 18 year old me would have said, no, we don't like that part. Like let's get Mm -hmm. rid of it. Um, So coming back to the idea of soul path or success is really integrating the like spiritual and the everyday. So I'm, I'm learning how to do that. I'm learning how to, listen to my intuition and exist in a way where that the sacred is in my everyday life, not just when I'm traveling for nine months around the world mm-hmm. and, you know, like jumping off the deep end into the unknown. I feel like I might be getting away from our question a little bit, but is that answering? No, I think it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm here. I was really hearing like the integration between the two. It's almost like as you're talking, I'm hearing like, there's the soul part of you and this human part of you and you have awareness of both and you are working to try to get them to work together um, for the, for the purpose of your soul's path. Um, But the human part of you, it's important for that part of you to be on board. 
right in yeah. in getting there yeah and i i loved how you said that and also um what i was hearing was like yeah this desire to 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 trust yourself and to listen to your intuition and i'm curious like for people who may not be connected with that part of themselves like how have you developed a relationship with your intuition or with your yeah with these this soul soul part of yourself and, and honored it Ooh, i think that's been a really interesting growth process because for me like growing up i don't think i really had as much awareness of my intuition or even i mean i define myself right now as a very spiritual person and when i was younger i just didn't like i didn't really have a sense of that um but throughout time there's been this like turning again and again to how can i care for myself how can i love myself how can i recognize my own worthiness um and i think i think our society like i'm stereotyping a little bit but american society doesn't really put an emphasis on that it's all about performance um and how can you be successful in this external way so coming back again and again and for the last 10 years i've really had this journey of self-discovery journey of self-acceptance um recognizing was your work like i'm like your therapy work did that support that kind of um shift for you or what did it come out of do you feel like it was separate separate i think it's part of it so coming through undergrad and really taking these courses and at the university of Florida that focused on creativity and spirituality and self-awareness helped to kind of blossom that. And I think it contributed to me choosing to become a therapist. So I think mm-hmm. oftentimes as therapists, we are seeking self-healing and then we get into this field. Um, and then we heal ourselves and we help to heal other people. It's this kind of powerful reciprocity that happens. Um, And so as I've progressed in this journey, meditation is probably the number one tool that I could think of to really honing in on what is my intuition feeling and how can I listen to that? Um, So yeah, mindfulness and meditation have been just incredibly imperative to that journey. And a lot of people don't really know about that or haven't heard about that, those ideas. So it's, it's a really powerful process to be able to sit and kind of listen um, to what's happening on the inside rather than just focusing solely on the outside. Yeah. It's like a, a but shift. It's a it sounds evolving. Like, yeah. Yeah. With the, with, cause I know you've done some teaching um, of mindfulness and meditation. Um, and I, it sounds like it's been really impactful in your own ability to connect with your intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. What, what other things, like what else helps you with connecting to yourself? Yeah. I mean, I think time spent outside. So I Mm -hmm. love going on walks and anything that is beautiful in nature, um, helps me to connect inward as well as I'm also an artist and I 
create things. So beautiful things. <laughs> so whether it's you know painting something new or learning how to knit really awkward slippers. <laughs> um, but having that chance to to journal or to express is an opportunity to kind of connect inward. And one of the my favorite things that I do, I give homework assignments sometimes to my clients, and I say, "Okay, you're going to leave the office, and I want you to listen while you're walking. And every time you get to a path that says that you have the option to go left or go right, ask yourself inside what feels right, like you in that moment." And if your intuition is saying, turn right, turn right. And so for like 20 minutes, just practice doing this. Let it take you all around campus or <laughs> exploring. And people are like, what? That's the weirdest thing. I've, I've never heard of doing that. You know, and I'm like, obviously don't walk in front of traffic. Like be, use your senses, be smart about it. And like practice. It's like a muscle that we have yeah. to work out. And so practice, like what does your intuition say right now? Oh, it wants to move towards this building or towards this beautiful you know, view and it's going mm-hmm. in this direction. And so listening to that um, and tuning inward, because I think we tend to go on autopilot. I tend to go on autopilot a lot. Um, so having that intention and creating this space to kind of tune inward and say like, what does my mm-hmm. body want right now? Like mm-hmm. what, what is my like gut reaction to this experience or situation? Yeah. I, I love what you're saying. Um, and it really, I'm, I'm thinking back about the decision that you made to like travel and how that was like really coming from a place of like, what, what do I, what am I wanting? Like what is wanting to happen? Like what's, and how like that desire, that wanting is, is so tied to your intuition mm-hmm. and, and then that being tied to like your soul, your soul's path. Yeah. I think we. I think we, if we listen to our bodies and listen to our intuition, like our whole beings are seeking wholeness or seeking growth and integration and awareness. Like I think as human beings, like this is just this process that we naturally go through. It's like, if you get a cut on your finger, your body's going to heal it, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to plan for your little platelets to, you know, close up (laughs) that wound, like your body's doing that. And so I think our growth process and our awareness process is a really natural, powerful thing. And sometimes we just need to get out of our own way. So my decision to travel in part is just like opening the space, like, okay, Mm -hmm. here's an unknown experience. This intuitive part of you is saying, let's, let's freaking do it. Like, Mm -hmm. let's see what is there. Okay. And it didn't really matter what I saw when I was traveling mm-hmm. or where I went because it's the process of it, of like mm-hmm. allowing a no happen and to, to challenge me and to go. And this year has just exploded and expanded with new experiences. Mm. And, and it's been the most amazing year of my whole life. You're saying once you like came back or just in, including the travel, yeah, like, like going, like, like going. the decision to leave the process of leaving, like the experience of just like getting on an airplane and being like, holy shit, like I'm flying across the country. Like, I don't know what's going to happen today. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and allowing that space to be there. Mm. And, and it's like, 
you know, I know things about myself now that I didn't know then. And if I went back, I would have changed part of my trip, right? I would have said like, maybe I should slow it down and spend more time or like go into meditation more and do, there's like so many things that I would have done differently. Mm -hmm. And I needed that. I needed the experience of what I had, just like our life. We need our life experiences to, to expand us and to Mm -hmm. allow for the space to be like for us to become. Wow. That's, it's so beautiful. Cause it's like, that's what I was seeing as you made a decision to go. It's like that opened up something else for you. And I remember us having a conversation um, initially and you wanting to plan a lot of your trip. And then the second part of it, you decided not to plan, um, you know, very much or, you know, not as much as the first part and like how just seeing, just seeing your own evolution, like watching it and seeing how like the first, the first excursion was really scary. And then that kind of opened up something new and then you were like, Oh, I'll, I'll do it a little differently now, but you couldn't have done it. You could, probably couldn't have gone without planning from the gate. You needed that right kind yes. of first experience to open up something within yourself. Exactly. And having that, it's like, I think we've talked about this before too, about how every time I choose to step out of my comfort zone and something within me expands. And so Mm. the next time, like what is uncomfortable or out of my comfort zone is further and further and further away. And so this year has been about this experience of like, Hey, I don't know what it's like to move to a new city all right, like, okay, let's see, you know, and yes, it's uncomfortable. And yes, it's unknown. And sometimes I make mistakes about it. And I do think Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, crap, like I would do this differently next time. And there's so much freedom. And in having that experience and Mm -hmm. being it like that. And now I'm wanting to cultivate that. So it's like, okay, it's easy to jump and have this 10 month trip around the world to drive yourself across the country and move somewhere. But like, what is it like to challenge daily routine, Mm. do things that are new when you're grounded in one place? Like bring that back into your life Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. So it's not like every five years you have to take a year off and travel, but you're incorporating like the awareness and the learning from that into your daily life. Right. Like how do I ask myself what my soul wants? Right now. And how, how do you do that? Oh, that's a good question. Um, like, I think there's this internal feeling of a pull or like excitement or joy or something that happens when I'm trying to make a decision. So there's, if I think of it on one hand, there's this feeling of like restraint or fear or like this would be the safe thing to do. And then I think about the other option, I'm like, well, I don't really know. It's like this is an unknown kind of excitement. And I'm learning that I'm kind of a thrill seeker. I never, <laughs> I always thought I was like a do everything by the books, like very strict, but I'm actually kind of a thrill seeker. So I'm like, okay, this side feels a little scary, but also could be kind of interesting. Like, let me see what happens when I do that. And it could look like, I don't know, like meeting someone new at a meetup in town. Mm-hmm. Or having this podcast conversation with you where I was like, I don't know, you know, like, what are we going to talk about? I have no idea. Um, But checking in with that little, it's like a little butterfly inside. Mm -hmm. Not fear in the sense of like, I'm terrified and I'm going to go into my shell. It's like, Mm -hmm. 
I'm a little nervous, but it could be interesting. Tuning in with that feeling and then leaning into it. Yeah. I love what, how you're describing it because it's really like a felt sense. Like it's not something like when you're explaining it, it's not in your mind. I can tell it's like in your body, like even the way you're moving your body. It's like, yeah, you just do this. And do this. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny because I'm watching how when I show up from that place, other people meet me there. So people are like, well, why did you choose to move to Denver? And I'm like, logically, I have no idea. But my heart was like, you need to be here. Like my mm-hmm. intuition is like, get your butt to Denver right now. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, universe. Like I've been practicing this whole year listening to you. So I'm just going to keep on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Funny because people will ask me like, why did you choose here? I'm like, my heart told me to do it. So it's both like living from that place, but also acknowledging it. Yeah. Get out there because there's a part of me that judges that sometimes and says, well, mm-hmm. it's not the smartest thing to do because you didn't sit down and, you know, have a plan. Yes. Yeah. But there's something really beautiful about it at the same time. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying, it's not like you're just saying, like, I'm going to just move to California because, like, I, on a whim. It's like something, there's more behind it. It's like an, an urge and, in and desire that you're listening to. It's not just like, you know, um, picking something randomly. Right. No, it's this internal sense of like groundedness. I think I, what I imagine is like a mountain or like if there was a, like a pipe of metal from like the sky through your spine all the way down to like the center of the earth that said, this is what you need to do. It's hard to explain. Yeah. It. Like this sense of like, this is it. Like there, yeah. like there isn't a logical question here. It's like, this is truth. Like a deep knowing. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like that knowing doesn't come from your mind. It comes from like your gut, your intuition. Yeah. Being connected to yourself, like your, your higher self. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and allowing the space for that wisdom, because I think that uh, like our society can really put a lot of emphasis on intellectualizing things. Mm-hmm. And I think intellectualizing things has its strength. It's like, I'm not bashing that at all. And we are beings with so much more ability than our mm-hmm. own mind and our intellectualization. So how can we integrate that felt sense, that kind of expanded consciousness, that awareness that comes on a intuitive level and use both. So like, I'm not just going to jump into something. My, most people, I think, tend to be really like, okay, what are the reasons why? Intellectually? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we can shift more towards listening to our bodies and listening to our intuition. And it's not going to disrupt the fact that we already have our intellectualization in place. Just finding more of a balance. I love that. It's almost like using the mind as a tool, like it's there for purpose and it's helpful. And, and also the same with our body, like, like they're all kind of parts on the car that are necessary for the car to move forward and to like leave any one of them off is not, you know, the car is not going to run smoothly, but to like have an over, over focus or for one part to dominate, then the car is going to be kind of wonky and, you know, and I use the analogy of like a smartphone. So if your mind's a smartphone, it's like, there's so many 
amazing things I can do with my smartphone. Like there's mm-hmm. all these apps and I can calculate anything. I can read, like I can Google anything I want and it's so powerful and so beautiful. But if I'm spending my whole life like this and I only see my smartphone and I'm not taking the time to kind of look around and say like, okay, what else is happening in this world mm-hmm. within myself? It's like the tool is becoming, it's no longer a tool. It, it kind of takes over. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes um, like too dominant. And then the other part of you that has a lot of wisdom isn't available to, to you know, be used in the decision-making process. Exactly. And I, I love what you're saying about like how it, our society, it tends to really focus on the mental. And I think there is, I'm noticing a lot more awareness and people interested in stopping and connecting with themselves and looking inward, but it still, it still feels like culturally we're not, you know, we're not there Yeah. in terms of having like a balance. Yeah. And I think there's like an inherent scariness that comes from acknowledging things we can't control or manipulate or contain or go. I mean, it makes sense as like human nature that those things are unknown and unknowable at the time. So it's like, you know, putting more emphasis on what we can measure that we as spiritual human beings have so much more to offer than that. Yeah. And what, what has it offered you like in your own life, having access to that part of yourself? There's a level of hmm. (laughs) what's coming up for me is like this feeling of just like being held and supported and safe on this fundamental internal level. Like I use almost like a womb, like having Mm. that experience because I think daily life can be so scary sometimes. Mm -hmm. Known. And so being able to tune in intuitively and have that internal compass or that guide or that mountain or, you know, steel pipe or whatever it is that you define or feel this inner wisdom is, is a safe place. It's a safe place in the unknown of, of this lifetime in this world. And so for me, it's brought me a sense of peace and clarity. Mm. And it's not, I mean, it's still like I'm continually pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. So it is, there's the scariness and the challenge and the uncertainty, but there's also this like unshakable internal wisdom that's always there no matter what changes in the external world. That's beautiful. And just the metaphor of the womb is like, so um, it captures the essence of what you're saying. Yeah. What do you know, like is possible for yourself from staying connected to this part of you? Mm. It's funny because I'm like, I'm in it. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know what's possible in the sense that like, if I can continually check back into that space and cultivate it and listen and have this sense of compassion and love and acceptance for whatever comes up within or without, um, of me and and my experience, then there is a sense of like, I don't even know the amazing things that can happen, but I do know that I'm more likely to take the risk and I'm more likely to reach out and, you know, someday start my own business and have Mm -hmm. these things that I'm doing that 
you know, I would maybe would never have had the courage or the wisdom or insight to do without listening to that internal guide. Um, and I, I think people resonate with it and they sense that and they are drawn, like, I think we're drawn to each other when we have this internal wisdom and we cultivate more meaningful partnerships and friendships and connection across the board, because I think we, we are craving it as like, as spiritual beings in human form, like we're craving that connection. So where will it lead if I continue to listen to this internal guidance? I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. it could do anything. Um, and there's something scary and exciting about that too. Yeah. I was curious, like, how is this impacting your work, your, you know, professional work? And I think you've probably answered it by your question. Like you don't, you don't know. I mean, you're, you're following like the next thing in front of you that feels right and like the right thing. But, um, I imagine if I asked you like, where, where do you see yourself from a professional standpoint or work wise, what do you see yourself doing? What comes up for you in like five or 10 years? Yeah. I mean, I have this idea that if I keep listening to this wisdom that it, I mean, like it will be successful. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be good. It's going to be, it's going to work out, but I would love to incorporate it more into my therapy work because I that the best, the best and most meaningful work I have with clients is when I'm listening internally and mm-hmm. in and meeting someone where they are. Um, so I like incorporating that and having that be such a fundamental experience in counseling mm-hmm. is so important to me. Like there's like just feeling in my body, how important it is. It's like, there's nothing else that's more important than this. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. Um, and I mean, my ultimate goal is to, to do private practice and have my own business and really bring this. I think it's what the world needs. It's what the world needs in therapy. It's what the world needs in friendships and in partnerships and connection. It's like we are craving on some deeper level to have the meaning and the connection there. I love that. And I love what you're saying about the attraction that you have with somebody when they have it, like something that, that we as a human race are, when we see it, it's, there's an attraction there. Right. And I, I think what was coming up for me when I was listening was like, it's like a remembering it's like by you embodying it and somebody seeing that it's, it, it, there's the opportunity for them to remember that that's available for them too. Yeah, it is. It is a remembering. And I think we, like I think of all of the ways we as human beings reach for that connection or seeking it in all of the places that aren't really fulfilling in that way. Mm. And so being able to find that or embody that within ourselves in this spiritual process or this, this like internal wisdom that we have this remembering of who we are, like that's, the answer to it. That's what we've been seeking. It's what we seek in so many different places, whether it's like, I don't know, like binge watching Netflix or, mm-hmm. you know, buying this new car or seeking this new partnership. It's like, we're looking for that sense of remembering and knowing. So being able to cultivate it and, and 
truly hold presence and hold space for it is so fundamentally important. What would you say to people that are listening that may feel like they have the awareness that they're so disconnected from that part of themselves that they don't know how to, like it almost might feel scary to how, where do I even begin? Where do I start? How do I, like, what would you, what would you say to them? Mm, I'm just thinking about how, like, even having that awareness of like, I want that connection is so like, that's like, you can start right there. Mm -hmm. That's exactly where you're meant to be, that it doesn't have to look different or be different. And so like even feeling the pull of your heart in whatever way, there's something powerful and beautiful about that. And I, and like, I don't really think there's an answer like to say like, Oh, you should come see a therapist or like, Oh, you know, see Catherine as your life coach. Or I like, I, I think we can get that anywhere. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, like start where you are. It's like, go for a walk outside. Why just this moment? Like it's, take a deep breath. There are so many people in this world in exactly the same boat of looking for that connection. So the the good news is that we're here and we're in it together. And, you know, it's, it's like, I've have so many tools in my toolbox for connecting in. And I still have days where I'm like, ugh, <laughs> like I feel so crappy right now. Like I feel so disconnected and so lost and so confused. I'm like, that's part of it. And that's okay. So it doesn't, it's like, you can be wherever you are <laughs> and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're all in it together. We're on this journey. And yeah, I can recommend a million resources, um, but whatever just feels like what you're feeling called to right now. That's the one. Yeah. I love that. Like listening, just like stopping and listening to your heart. Like what, even like what it just asking the question, like, what does my heart want right now? Yeah. And maybe it's a nap. Maybe it's like <laughs> yeah. a bowl, bowl of ice cream. Maybe it's like a walk outside. Maybe it's just playing with your dog or. Yeah spending time with your spouse or a friend, but yeah, just like, it's so, it's actually so simple. Just starting with where you are and like, what's wanting, what are you wanting and honoring that? And I, and that goes back to like, you know, talking about how our bodies heal naturally. So it's like tune into it because you know, on some fundamental level, exactly what you need, you know what you need in this moment. And so being able to like start there mm-hmm. and learning how to trust that. And it can take years. It could take mm-hmm. lifetime. Like it's not, and I have to remind myself that too of like, well, Kristen, like you're falling back into these old patterns that you used to do. And it's like, okay, like that's happening. It doesn't have to be this like horrible negative thing that I get on myself for, because I think we do that too. Mm-hmm. We, like, we make progress and then we judge ourselves when we mm-hmm. take that back. And it's like, of course you are. <laughs> Of course. And I mean, I, on my trip in Thailand, I had this like beautiful opening spiritual experience where I was just like crying hysterically for like an hour, you know, in a meditation. And then the next day I felt the shittiest I'd felt in a month. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. You know, having this idea that it's going to be all good once I get to this place is just Mm -hmm. realistic. It's like, we spirals constantly mm-hmm. evolving and constantly and just giving yourself the space to constantly change 
is so freeing. Yeah. Instead of judging it and then making it a problem, just like, okay. And, and that's what I so appreciate about you. I, I love how much space and compassion you hold for yourself. It's really beautiful. Like even your, you know, t- when you notice a pattern and you're getting hung up, you just, you, there's like a lightheartedness about it. Like, okay, here I go. Most, again. Of, the time, <laughs> most of the time, I definitely feel like, what the hell like, is <laughs> happening again? And I, I get there, but it's like, okay, how can we cultivate curiosity and gentleness and humor? And I've done mm. a lot around that, but I still, and I still get stuck in it all the time. And it's like, well, yeah, we're here again. <laughs> like, we're in the mud and that's okay. So yes, thank you for the feedback. And it's something I'm working on for sure. Yeah, it's like integrating. Like I'm thinking, you know, like that in order for us, like if we are like opening like a flower, it's like a flower doesn't just open. Like it wouldn't be able to handle it. If it just like opened, it would probably die because it would be too much. But like it opens like incrementally to allow you know, to absorb and then integrate and then open more. And that's kind of how I feel like, um, what I'm hearing you say is it's like opening and then maybe like contracting a little and and then like opening a little more. And, and then if we keep, keep stretching our limits and, and stretching ourselves, it's like, there's the possibility to, to be a lot more open than if we just stay closed. Right in what felt like really open before is will eventually feel like norm, you know, it's normative. So it's like, okay. But, but yeah, I think that's super healthy is this like opening and closing. It's like our leaning into vulnerability and then saying, yeah. crap, that's scary. Like that's I can pop back. And that's really beautiful and powerful to be able to shift back and forth and not have that expectation that you're going to be one way. Cause like we're transient, changeable beings you know mm-hmm. so like thinking I'm always going to be on my a game always going to be super nice and able to communicate effectively and vulnerable accepting a vulnerability is just bullshit okay <laughs> like it's just like it, there's no way so having that flexibility and giving ourselves the freedom to say like today I can be super grumpy Obviously, I don't want to hurt anyone or like re- get reactive, but like sometimes I do. I just, mm-hmm, it just happens mm-hmm. and I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. And having that kind of kindness and compassion to where we can bounce back from that instead mm-hmm. of being like, I'm always going to be like this. It's always going to be horrible. It's like, it's not helpful to have that mindset. Yeah, it's not helpful for yourself. And then also, it's not helpful like for other people because if if I'm not tolerant of my own process, then how am I going to be able to extend compassion to other people when they're grumpy and, you know, do something that I feel like is not, is hurtful. Like, you know, if I can see them as like they're human being and they're grumpy and they're having a bad day and not take it personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it, it, it connects us all together. Yeah. And it's like, that's where doing that own personal work is so important because we, you know, I think we manifest and we raise each other consciousness. So if I'm, it's like when we meet you and I, and we have these kind of conversations on our walks or on our phone calls, it's like what I'm struggling with, you often are too. And we Mm -hmm. can both kind of share that process. And by doing that, we're both 
raised to a higher level of consciousness and awareness Hmm. and acceptance of ourselves. So when I hear you doing it, I'm like, oh, of course. It's like Catherine's doing this thing and I love her and she's great and I accept it. And then it's like, well, if I'm doing it too, sometimes it's harder to accept accept it it. within myself. Yeah. We teach each other. Yeah. We teach each other. Yeah. And by, by you embracing your humanity and the messiness of it, that allows other people to step into that space too and embrace more. Maybe they're not all, all the way there and being able to embrace everything, but maybe there's something new that they can embrace. They weren't able to embrace before. Yeah. And coming to it, coming to the table from a place of humanness. So like, I never Mm. want to show up and say, I'm an expert. I have all my shit figured out but I don't and no one does. And there's space, space and freedom to say that. Like if I show mm-hmm. up and say, I don't know, like I'm working on it, then it means other people can say me too. Yeah. And there's, there's more connection and there's connection available from that. Well, I'm really appreciating our conversation and I'm on our human level. <laughs> yeah. I'm noticing that we're having a little bit of connection issues. I don't know if you're experiencing that too on your end. Um, but I'm, I'm curious like to, to tie this back to how we started the conversation. Like what, I don't know, what do you want to offer from this place about how you, about what success means to you? Mm. I guess what's coming up for me is just acknowledging that doesn't always feel successful. <laughs> Can you go back and say that one more time? Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. missed the first part. Okay. So connection. yeah, what's coming up for me is wanting to honor and say that success doesn't always feel successful. That when we're stepping out of our comfort zone into something unknown and unknowable right now, that that can be uncomfortable. Um, and that it can be weird and awkward and it just takes like one moment of just intense bravery. Um, and that even the little baby steps in whatever way that you or I step out of our comfort zone into the unknown, um, that's success. Like that is propelling your life forward in a way that's going to make huge changes down the line. So leaning into the discomfort, I'm practicing it. I would love for people to join me too, (laughs) you know, it's like, oh, um, but doing things that are new and unknown and like putting yourself out there and it's okay if it looks super weird and wonky and afterwards you're like, crap, what did I do, (laughs) you know? Because the reality is, is by doing that, we're stepping out of what we know, being something beautiful and powerful and new is where success comes from. Like that place of of like nervous energy and butterflies and like listening to your internal wisdom, even when your mind is saying like, Oh, we don't know about this. Um, that's success. So yeah, that's what I want to say. It's perfect. Yeah. It's like what I, what I'm thinking of when you're talking is like, almost like I don't quilt, but you, you knit or do that. But it's like, it's like, when you're building the quilt, you can't see that, that like that is actually success. Like, like if you have, have a big picture view, you can see like, Oh, the quilt is done. And, 
but like every step along the journey was part of the success of that quilt coming together, like every piece. And if you, if you just get so focused on the piece and the discomfort of making it or that you lose sight on like the bigger, how it's, how it's woven together in the bigger whole. Yeah. Yeah. So it's It's like success is in the moment. Yeah. Success is in the moment and then allowing life to be its messy self. So like you're contributing to this one small part of your quilt right now, today, right here now, and just trusting (laughs) this magnificent, glorious, awkward, colorful thing someday. (laughs) Right now it's okay to just be right here in this little, this little stitch in your quilt. I love that. Yeah, it's really how I this um of course it's perfect timing to talk to you today and exactly what I need to hear and I'm also just imagining like this quilt and even if there's one square that's totally <laughs> screwed up and ugly like it can still all be beautiful in the final product. And that's where my work is right now, for sure, is acknowledging our beautiful, messy humanness and mm. loving that super awkward part of the quilt because of <laughs> the contribution that it made to the whole. Like, exactly. That's my work is right now, too. Yeah, like, if that, if that piece didn't get done, even if it wasn't done well, the next piece couldn't right. come. And, like, the learning process of that. It's like, okay, like, I made these super awkward... Um, what are they called? What did I make? Leg, leg, war- leg warmers. warmers. <laughs> and so the, the one on the left leg is like six inches shorter than the one on the right. <laughs> it has like six different holes in it, right? And it's like super awkward looking. But I learned so much when I was making my left mm-hmm. leg warmer. Mm-hmm. My right leg warmer looks so perfect. <laughs> so now I want to wear them together so I can showcase the journey of it because that's what's so beautiful about them. You know, it's not just this great right leg warmer. It's both of them. It's both how, of them. Yeah. Well, and if you wait, I mean, I think what you're pointing out is like so important. It's like if you if you wait to do it until you ha- can get it perfect, it's never gonna. You're never gonna get never started. Gonna have warmers or yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Like the part, of, like part of the journey is like the the beginning is is clumsy and awkward and messy yeah. and like. And then things shift and, and like, you can't get here without going through with that part not happening. So maybe success is the messiness. Yeah. And it's, it's jumping into the unknown and listening to, and listening to your heart and not, it's like jumping and having maybe a mess that results and then being like, okay, now once I clean this mess up, I'm in a new space. So where do we go from like, here? Whoa, I learned so much from this mess, you know, yeah. like, this is an yeah. opportunity to grow, but I think we're so afraid sometimes to ever jump in. Ever jump. But yeah, we want it to be perfect. Good. We want it yeah. to, so maybe shifting to, I want it to be messy. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Like, so success is messy and real. Yeah. Yeah. And having fun. <laughs> <laughs> and being able to laugh at it and say like, all right, like this is just part of my process. It doesn't have to be a beautiful thing. I'm trying to really get down with like loving the awkwardness, like mm-hmm. just like leaning towards it and being like, yes, I am awkward. And I love this about myself. 
I love that. Like there's so much freedom in that and what you're saying. And it's like, you know, if I think coming back to how we started it, I think this is a good um, kind of way to end it. But like, if, if we're really not going anywhere, essentially, like why not just play and have fun and make a mess? Like, yeah, yeah. that's what it's about. It's not about that destination point or like being incredibly successful in this way or that or getting the license or finishing the school it's like or starting your own business it's like what about now what about that's the realness now and how can I honor it and find the sacred in the awkwardness Mm. and just appreciate this small portion of the quilt Mm -hmm. for what it is and what it's taught me and how I'm becoming in this Mm -hmm. moment yeah, that's so beautiful. It's like, yeah, I don't think I, I can add any more to, to that. So thank you for your time and just, yeah, you're such a, a light and a joy and you really, you bring so much joy to my life and I just love our connections and it it's inspiring me to continue to move forward and going into the messy and, and the unknown and and having fun with it and playing. And thank you for inviting me to even be here and on, you know, challenging me to be on a podcast where I was like, okay, that's pretty nerve wracking, but it's like, we're existing here in the unknown together. Exactly. And so anyway, I can support your growth and you can support mine. That's what, that's like why we're here. Yeah. And I feel like we, we stepped into the unknown together and we created something beautiful that yeah. neither of us really knew what it was going to be. You're part of my quilt building. Yeah, I know. So this little portion of our quilt, we can both take on to the next, yeah. the rest of our day and weekend. And yeah, I'm really thankful for your support. Okay. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to coaching with Catherine. If you like this podcast, please show us your support by leaving a review in iTunes or Google Play. It helps us so much and helps others to find the show. You can also visit me at www.coachingwithkatherine, spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E, dot com, or on Facebook to learn more about me and the work I do. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!